Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gods and goddesses, to the Golden Age Gurus Podcast, your source for regenerative, entrepreneurial, and eco-friendly global solutions using ancient future strategies that focus on healing ourselves, our community, and the planet. Now, it is truly an honor to introduce your host, Baba John. Greetings, Golden Agers. It's May 11th, 2022, 8.30 in the morning, and I'm about to post this podcast, which is probably one of my more abstract, not sure if I'm going to lose everyone it seems uh, my most popular podcast so far is the one on toxic closets. So um, not sure what this audience wants to hear about, but I know what I want to talk about. And that would be this new regenerative movement, which is growing fast. So basically this word is replacing sustainability, uh, sustainabilities, um, just not good enough. And so I've been doing a lot of market research on this and uh, recently went to this conference in Mexico called Tribalize and I connected with Tommy and we talked a lot and, you know, usually I'm kind of far out there. Um, (laughs) I put this, I put my project, my crypto project in a incubator years ago and they said I was early so I'm usually you know a couple years ahead of my time and it's a breath of fresh air to be to talk to someone that can you know hang with the conversation not only that but school me so uh, he's bringing in his partner Musashi 13 and these guys just uh, won a negative uh, carbon negative NFT hackathon so they're going to be talking about that. Um, but the the main takeaway for me is this conversation around refi, not refinancing a home, but regenerative finance. So, I mean, m- most people in the world are barely even arriving at the conversation of DeFi, which is decentralized finance, which basically... You know, the common layperson, if they have the the skill, can now become their own NASDAQ. So DeFi is already being replaced with ReFi, which is, you know, there's all this crypto money. And these guys want to fund projects that are regenerative. And that means carbon sequestering, job produ- green job producing um abundant engines are um going to have way more access to funding than they had previous which is one of the benefits of creating a dao which uh is a new kind of internet organization first one was bitcoin so 
you know, just said a lot and um, probably just need to listen to the show and see if it jives. If it does, um, you know, check out the links uh, that I put in the show notes, explore, connect. Um, and, uh, this, this new space is all about, um, pretty much I've heard it described as having a, a Dow orgy, <laughs> find projects you like, start, you know, get into the discord, start maybe, um, attending meetings, you know, and find your ecosystem. And so what I'm doing is I'm finding my, my tribe and my tribe is doing regen for sure. So um, stay posted. We'll have more um, to talk about in the future months. Um, definitely going to a few few events in June and in Austin. There's going to be a, a pretty big regen convergence happening. So without further ado. I'm going to go ahead and cut to the podcast. This show is brought to you on Patreon, where creators are supported by their tribe. For the cost of a latte, you can support the show and my advocacy around fringe legal topics ranging from zero waste in Bitcoin to matters of spirit. I'm committed to serving mankind by providing thousands of years of ancestral wisdom. Learn from my gurus, join my network, and get exclusive content. We have a free tier so you don't have to worry about money, a support tier for just a few bucks, and an apprentice level for aspiring Jedi interested in my mystery school and nature-based ministry. We have a VIP business tier for CEOs who want their own wizard. Just remember... King Arthur had a Merlin and Queen Elizabeth had her John Dee. Historically, I've charged way more as a consultant, but while I wrap my last year of law school, I'm willing to help just to get this new platform going. You'll have access to me with the Voxer app and get access to the advocacy launchpad and Discord. Sponsorship is sold separate. If you're interested, message and visit patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash golden age gurus. Follow for free and support if you can. All right. Well, welcome to golden age gurus. We got two gurus on the line. Tommy Koma. And Musashi 13. Musashi 13. You can call us Guru A and Guru B if you want. Guru <laughs> A and Guru B. Revin Revesture. Yeah, Revesture. So I met Tommy at Cloudwise Conference in Tulum, Mexico, which seems to be a, a hub for things that I like to do and uh, there were a bunch of projects there and I chatted with Tommy a lot and he pretty much blew my mind with his ability to hang in the conversation (laughs) which is a lot is over people's head 
you know most yeah, of, a, most of the lot. world is not not here yet so i thought i'd have you guys on and we can have a conversation about this stuff yeah thank you there's a there's a lot going on and all the all the intersecting spaces huh dow's web3 refi regenerative movements i mean travelize was pretty cool because it brought together that that on the ground village building aspect to the kind of more like you're saying complex web three part that a lot of people haven't caught on to yet or, or really even know how to approach right but the bottom the bottom line is is the the legacy systems really don't look out for our best interests all the time so a lot of people all over the world are making better systems and the, the jargon that's being used a lot is regenerative um, yeah that's, that seems to be the new, the new the new trend word right sustainability doesn't exist anymore now it's regenerative right <laughs> So it's, it's almost jargon at this point, but I, I, I know you started using another word called refi. What is that short for? Yeah, so refi is kind of the new, the new DeFi movement. And uh, DeFi, as I think that you've kind of mentioned before in other episodes, is decentralized finance. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a lot of the, the farms and the pools and stuff going on 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 the the web three but refi is even one step further of using the DeFi legos that build the ability to have liquidity pools and such and using it for regenerative projects so it's regenerative finance so it's it's the places that we're starting to see on-chain carbon offsets and carbon credits uh, that are mirrored and, and attached to I'll say IRL or in real life asset uh, contracts or carbon credits. So um, as one example, yeah, the refi movement are, are looking for ways to to create uh, long-term impact solutions for people to participate in carbon sequestration and carbon offsets and um, creating new systems for that specifically. Awesome. So, so Guru Guru B, <laughs> how, how does Musashi? How do you how do you plug in to this with with Tommy? What are you guys working on with this Revesture project? Well, um, <clears throat> it's kind of started off as a um, a marketplace that would. Uh, allow for you to grab a hold of wearables avatars built out uh metaverse spaces even workshops or meeting spaces but um be able to do this while actually helping save the planet at the same time so rather than have some of your random friends say that your nfts are killing the planet now you can say hey my nfts are actually saving the planet they're not only um, you know, part of the movement from sustainability to regeneration is, you know, that it's not enough to just sustain what we have going on because it's kind of crappy. So it, it's, you know, we realize we keep, sustaining is not what we need. 
regeneration is what we need. So to regenerate the land, regenerate the energy, regenerate the water, uh, whatever it is, uh, we need to replenish. <clears throat> and so that's kind of the direction that we've been going. And, and now it's moved, you know, in concept right now, it's moved further a bit beyond just a marketplace for just uh, metaverse items that might be or may not be attached to real world items, but um, maybe Revestor becoming more of an, a part of the tech stack, um, becoming more of a part of the, the underlayer uh, at the contract level, um, helping not only a marketplace, but any contract or any platform uh, protocol built on any network or an entire network to be able to implement these contracts, this open source code, and basically turn their project, their network, their token, their wearable, whatever it is, into a regenerating uh, asset that's helping to regenerate the planet in a, in a positive way. Nice. So maybe we just backtrack a little bit and you guys can uh, <laughs> give a little background on yourselves and uh, how you got into this space. Yeah, so um, when I think about this space, uh, uh, it makes me think about crypto, Web3, DAOs, ReFi, DeFi, Regenerative, and to answer how I got into each of those, uh, could each be their own podcast maybe, um, but but I'll, I'll do a, a really quick overview. So I, I've I've worked in different movements for sustainability and regenerative actions on the ground with permaculture and syntropic farming and village building for, for many years. Um, some of that led me towards the technology side of things that I see as a really good tool and, and system that can be worked with to make these things happen in a, in a, in a good way. So um, it brought me into the Web3 space. Uh, I was already kind of dabbling with, with crypto and different trading and, and watching that over the years. Um, but the, the added layer of, of Web3, and, and when we say Web3, we mean like moving beyond the web two aspect of sort of uh, the social media, you know, uh, world that we've all been living in for many years now, and and bringing it, bringing it back to the people a little bit, having having people own their their information and and creating a new interactive layer on on how we can engage with each other uh, a lot of that has to do with connecting your wallet to dapps and i know that you've had had some recent podcasts about that so i won't go too far into that but so some of the projects that we've worked on or that i've worked on in the past and where i met musashi is through metagame uh, and moluk moluk digital moluk cloudship and metagame is Mm, to sum it up as brief as possible, a, a onboarding machine for DAOs. We're working on a, a, a toolbox of, 
of tools that people can use and DAOs can use to get more involved in the Web3 space. Uh, they're building a meta OS and a my meta, my meta profile system that allows people to connect with each other and, and has integrations like achievement badge NFTs and bounty systems that allow you to create tasks and have them completed and checked and um yes so we we saw this awesome planet positive nft hackathon and some of us that had already been working together now for i don't know maybe over a year in various different groups and DAOs decided that we could team up and, and focus our energies there and that's kind of what, what fast forwarded us to to here now i don't know if that fully answers the question but guru b has some more to say yeah um i'll try to also make make my story kind of brief um how i kind of got into web3 was uh, first of all i was already in my life for uh, over a decade before I ever even heard of crypto or Bitcoin. Um, I was already getting out of the rat race, out of the general normal system, out of a normal job. Um, I became a full-time nomad about 16 years ago, maybe 17 now. And, uh, you know, just found ways to get you know i went through this thing in my head and actually with notepad and and, and pencil you know wrote out the the value of a volt of a jewel of a calorie and started doing math on you know how much i put into this standard job i'm working that makes me feel like crap um that gives me no time to even think about what things really matter to me, um, let alone the time to actually do them. And so I, I wrote out, you know, how much of my actual life force, my energy that I was putting forth, how much it's worth. I'm trading it for dollars to then trade them for the things that I need. And then calculated how much it would cost for me to put my energy, my energy directly towards what I needed. So, you know, if I needed to buy a basket to collect potatoes, then, uh, you know, I calculated it and made my own basket versus bought my own basket. And every single time, it was ridiculous the amount of money that I was losing and exchanging my energy for these dollar bills yeah. and then exchanging that for what I needed. And that's what led me down this nomadic path and then down this permaculture, eco-village, you know, my whole life from that point on was lived in these eco villages, helping them to become more um, self-sovereign, energy sovereign, water sovereign, food sovereign, um, self-sufficient, and help build infrastructure. And when I heard about Web3, uh, when I heard about blockchain technology, um, it was like the, all, the extra tools that I needed on the financial side, first of all, because I, I gave up a lot of high paying jobs to, to live this lifestyle. And in doing so, you know, you get a large amount of peace and a large amount of time to think about what really matters to you and take action on those things. But 
you also, you know, you learn a different way of living, like maybe a little bit more in the past, trade and barter. You know, I did a lot of work for farmers and, um, you know, exchanged that for feed for my animals or for animals uh, to eat or vegetables to eat. Um, and it was <laughs> a lot more worth it. And, uh, and it felt good and it was more healthy. Um, and it was more healthy for me to do it myself as well. And so the blockchain technology just really um, empowered me financially first. And then I saw when I started to get involved with some of these DAOs, I saw, oh, wow, all the um, power struggles and governance issues that you come in, into play when uh, starting a small community. Um, you know, these these power vacuums are always there when you start a new community and they get filled, whether it's intentional or not, whether it's malicious or not. A lot of like shadow governance goes on. Um, a lot of, you know, Im uh, power imbalance happens and it it's just not healthy for the community at all. And, and so these DAOs offered these frameworks that mitigated a lot of the issues that we were dealing in, with in real life that um, that we, we didn't have answers for really yet. We were experimenting with all these different governance um, styles and, and structures, frameworks that we found throughout time. You know, all these different communities just go back in time, try all these different things and then try a, a new thing <laughs> and, uh, and see what works. And that's what, you know, I saw now these DAOs are doing the same thing that all these in real life communities are doing and uh and now i'm trying to connect them all together and the same as tommy you know i've been working with all these communities trying to be more self-sustainable as well as help uh treat the planet better be better stewards of the planet um you know now we're kind of connecting these DAOs. like okay you're doing the right thing these communities are doing the right thing and you both have what each other needs um and so we're really just trying to not only help build the the tools and the infrastructure on on the uh, on the code side on the, on the internet stack or the or the blockchain stack side, but we're you know we've been doing the the in real life boots on the ground work for a long time, and we're really excited now that you know we're finally seeing these DAOs uh, and, and these platforms about ready to take on and onboard these in real life communities and provide them with those uh with that empowerment and those freedoms beautiful so sounds pretty much like the same story that i have which is that went into a warehouse and tried to organize with people and a lot of people did some dumb shit <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the project went kablooey and then uh you know, because, you know, when you when you're organizing, you start getting momentum and people do start going into this survivor mode. Like who's 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 the king or who's the queen of the ecosystem? And it, it becomes kind of like I, I have noticed the power um, plays where, where I, I call it friendly fire, like when you're on the same team and um, someone someone's eating the cake that's you know, supposed to be shared. So, you know, the, the DAO is like a decentralized autonomous 
organization. It's a new kind of digital company. People that don't think it applies to them just think of how television went from analog to digital and music went from analog to digital. Money went from analog to digital. So now that's what companies are doing. And so essentially it's it's creating your own little it's your own uh, organization that's managed uh, differently and you have to trust the code that writes the rules for the company instead of people so they call that trustless but you know it's it's not a perfect science or anything yeah it's definitely not definitely not a perfect science and i would say that um a lot of DAOs, you know, or a lot of organizations that are labeling themselves as a DAO are, are going about things differently. Not everything is this trustless written into code. You know, some some people have things that they vote for on, on chain using a wallet, such as a, a multi-sig wallet uh for the DAO, you know, that is a say like the DAO treasury and you have multiple signers that are able to decide together how to use the money that sits in that multi-sig treasury. Uh, that's definitely one aspect of a DAO, but many things happen kind of as soft proposals off chain for different people on how to, how to organize together. And that still really integrates the people part with the trustless code part. So there's like the, it, it, it's not taking people out of the equation. It's really just empowering people to, to make the equation a little more uh, efficient. Yeah, and, and empowering people to have the confidence to fail. I think um, a lot of what our legacy system has provided for us in somewhat um, stability in our past um, has suffered in it in it being immovable. Um, and and blockchain technology and these Web three stacks offer that ability for you to test in a safe environment first, deploy in an environment easily and quickly, and be more like water and, uh, you know, flow and change as necessary. So like uh, the legacy system is kind of like a stone tablet and they have etched in what they're gonna do. Now we can change that stone tablet. We can roll that boulder that they've, that they've put in place. But it's going to take time and a lot of effort. Uh, but Web3 technology is more like water, where we're putting in some natural dye into the water and letting it disperse. And, and if we need to change that color a little bit, we can. And, and that's okay. Um, and so, like, you know, like just taking a DAO framework, you know, like things can change if it's not working well for your community. Like, hey, we just needed some more time uh for for voting on issues so we just change that parameter in the code and, and lock that in as the community voted it it to be that way so i think that's a big thing um not being afraid to fail and experiment because um, you'll never find the new best thing without being willing to fail yeah and i would say that that's kind of a good um segue into into what you were saying Sashi, about you know we in a very short amount of time we entered this hackathon and 
pulled together all these fragments of ideas that we already either had or had in the works and created a product of this marketplace for metaverse assets. Uh, but the farther that we got into creating this, the more that we realized our focus is more on on the smart contracts that are making it possible. And so we've been very open and collaborative with other groups that are also working on different NFT projects and different refi things to start building together this this stack, this smart contract um, you know, that we can then apply to many other things. So yes, we're applying it to our, I'll say product of the marketplace because that's the front facing end that is engaging and fun to, to see, but, but really it's, it's, a, it's kind of for, forcing us down the line to, to start playing around with new ways to use smart contracts and new ways to, to use these protocols like Toucan protocol that has a uh, nature carbon ton credits on chain. And so that's a whole rabbit hole in itself that we can dive down a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Toucan looks sexy. Toucan protocol carbon bridge. Dang. Yeah. So, Toucan Protocol has been doing some really awesome things. They they first teamed up with uh, ClimateDAO and did uh, base carbon ton credits and had a liquidity pool with with Clima to do that. Uh, that were more focused on on carbon offsets and this their new iteration Nature Carbon Tons um, goes one step further to really work with carbon sequestration. So uh, what we definitely want to not do is just create this kind of washed token of a carbon credit on chain that isn't actually doing much, but like letting people kind of pat themselves on the back for, for saying they bought some carbon credits that may or may not actually be retired to the action on the ground. So um that's where we're really digging into the contracts and and making sure that it goes through the full process of offering you a actual certificate that says my my token here led to this project happening on the ground for carbon sequestration in whatever place that it's happening right yeah climate and toucan both of these protocols have done um, phenomenal work in achieving um, the goals that they set forth to achieve, which, you know, one of those was to stop the double spending of carbon, credit, carbon credits in the legacy market. Um, there's a lot of that that goes on, a lot of wash trading, a lot of um, embezzlement, all sorts of stuff through this. Um, so they, by, by, blockchaining this in the, in the way that they did it, um, it pretty much prevents double spending. Uh, and it incentivizes you not to do, not to try to do that, but to do it in the proper, in the proper way. The, the other thing um, is the, the price of energy. They want to raise the price of energy. And, and I think they're, um, you know, I watched one of their interviews at, at 
or their presentations at ETH Global and I can tell they, they don't feel like they've done that job yet, but I think they have already. It's just that it takes a little bit of time um, for A, a lot of that that market liquidity to, liquidity to move over into this area, but B, for the price discovery. You know, it's just beginning. And uh, I think over a short, not a very long period of time, over a fairly short period of time, next few months, I think um, individuals, investors, and especially companies will understand the process of what's going on here and they will realize, all right, this is uh, the type of credits that we want to buy, um, that we're going to need legally um, eventually down the road, not, not far from now. Um, those frameworks are very clearly being laid out by local municipalities, nation states, and even UN and, and global summits that are that are into um, energy renewables. So the only action that we don't see incentivized yet um, is that final action, which is, you know, yeah, great, we got the the businesses and individuals to buy and hold these um, carbon credits, you know, TCO2. CO2 credits, uh, they're wonderful, but if you don't spend them, you don't put them into action, uh, nobody's planting a tree for you. Nobody's cleaning up some plastic. Nobody's doing these regenerative works unless it's retired. And so that's that layer that we want to incentivize. And, and, and actually, we've been talking about it. We started off saying, hey, let's incentivize the investor, the company, the individual to, to go that, that extra mile, that, that last step and, and uh, retire your TCO to put it into action. Um, to maybe we don't have to incentivize them. Maybe we just make it a part of the, the, the action. You know, yeah. if you're already going to be, if you're already interested in, in buying nature carbon tons or, or buying your wearables with nature carbon tons, however it works out, um, you've already got that mindset. Why don't we just make it one transaction, one process. When you buy something on that market or you use that contract, it's going to automatically retire these TCO2s. You have an on-chain receipt that can be used in regulate, regulatory laws um, to, to cover your carbon butt footprint <laughs> and uh and not even make it a choice why should it we are have to be responsible for our energy in the first place and this is one way we can do it so i, I think that's that's more what we're looking at now yeah and also i would say that we started also with the idea of in addition to just the carbon offsets and what we're saying being able to automate that process to to end up with a actionable uh we've we've talked about the best integration for adding a layer to in the same transaction that you are offsetting carbon and getting this credit you're you're delegating a percentage of your dividends of your royalties and your revenues from the nfts that we're creating to directly fund regenerative projects through pl platforms such as giveth.io mm -hmm. uh, we're still working out the exact details for how to make that a seamless user-friendly process 
Um, but so in, in, in one transaction, you'll be able to do two things. You'll be, you'll be buying this carbon credit that auto goes through the process of, of becoming an actionable step and you're, you're donating positively to something that's actually already planting the trees or whatever that is in addition to the action created by the carbon offset. Um, and then on top of that, we're, we're operating on Polygon uh, currently. We, we do plan to be cross-chain, but at this moment we're on Polygon. And part of the reason that we chose to work with Polygon is because this year alone, in 2022, they made a $20 million pledge to make the entire chain, the entire network of Polygon, every transaction be carbon negative. Nice. Uh, so on top of a carbon negative chain, we are creating more carbon negative and climate positive actions. So we're, we're looking to create a, a marketplace and contracts that are actually climate positive. Um, they're not, they're not carbon negative. They're, they're actually going beyond that. So, um, it, you know, the Web three and the NFT world gets a lot of a lot of kickback for consumption, energy consumption, et cetera, right? Um, but we we just want to make it clear that you know we're not operating on we're not operating on Bitcoin. That's huge power sucker. We're not on Ethereum before they move to proof of stake. We're we're operating already on a on a chain that is actively making moves towards being carbon negative and beyond yeah and that's a chain that's already a whole heck of a lot less consumptive uh, than some of the layer ones mm -hmm. and to add to that um he tommy already m mentioned uh one layer that that adds to you know you purchase say on on the marketplace you purchase a wearable you've you've um basically purchased nature carbon tons and minted redeemed them for tco2 and then uh burns that nft to have an actionable actionable uh receipt you know someone planted trees in, in that transaction but you also donated to a regenerate regenerative project on giveth well mm -hmm. giveth has this thing called the give economy and a mm -hmm. give stream and so when you give to a, uh, a charity, a 501c3, um, whatever project that's verified on Giveth, and there are thousands already, um, you are given a give stream, a certain portion of give tokens that can then be reinvested into more projects. So you're now a part of this give economy where you have these give tokens that you can um, basically they, they compound on each other the more that you give the more that you get in your give stream over the course of the next five years that give stream is going to continue to give you give tokens every time you've given um to a project and and giveth is on xdai who um hasn't yet made a pledge like polygon has but they are gnosis. also a, a layer two that um uh, yeah they're gnosis sorry they're gnosis chain now I, i've it's been a long time they've been next time. So Gnosis Chain is already a layer two, just like Polygon, where they're very um, low consumptive layer two uh, chain already. So um, 
really cool added layer to that that puts you a part of an economy that's giving to regenerative projects on a regular basis and it's very cool yeah we we've built on gnosis chain our dow infrastructure or save dow which um i just wanted to give you guys a scenario okay because pre-covid wrote a white paper about the waste decentralized waste and essentially the we built a we won a hackathon and built a smart dumpster tells you when it's full save some companies money covid broke out and i just you know shelved it for a little while and um but the the bottom line is the idea is like some kind of proof of recycle when um something gets diverted from the landfill you know or a proof of reuse and obviously that would lower uh carbon so like compost for example so can you see a can you see a way that i mean what what exactly did you guys build at this hackathon and and could could what you're saying be used to carry that function out it sounds like it could yeah so i'm i'm doing i'm doing some really quick quick scrolling here through some of the hackathon chats there's there's actually a project that i think you'd be really interested in and uh it's all about uh clean to earn so they're doing plastic plastic recycling i think is their focused right now or plastic cleanup of things such as beaches where you can come collect the plastic and you're, you're actually earning a token by participating um i'm having trouble finding the exact link in this moment but i will find it before we're done here and, and make sure i get it to you um but as far as as far as what we're doing or what we what we set out originally to do and and like musashi pointed out we're we're definitely expanding our our horizons and thinking a little bit more uh so i don't know one one scenario that that could happen with revesture and and something that we recently had some really exciting talks with some other communities about is so part of part of revesture is that um we're focused on the metaverse side and so when we say metaverse we're we're specifically in this moment referring to things such as crypto voxels uh and neos vr uh you can look up neos vr at neos.com neos.com uh neos vr is built on the unity engine unity game gaming engine so it it does a lot of really cool things. You can you can drag and drop Blender 3D models directly into it, um, and Guru Guru B here uh, during the hackathon discovered discovered that he could mint an entire world that he created in Neos as an NFT. Uh, with with the settings included and so we could put that nft of say an entire world and when i say world i mean virtual a virtual world so so think for example um 
you got this great new plot of land congratulations and you want to start making some plans on it and and you and i did this awesome workshop together making our ninja camp at tribalize right Mm -hmm. so so you know we all in that workshop we all got this piece of paper and this piece of paper said okay there's a river over here and there's some wells over there and this is what the terrain looks like and each group had a a different scenario right a different starting point and then from there we were it was up to us to to map out how we were going to meet certain criteria of productivity and and sociability and and living quarters and and all these things right and it was great we had a lot of fun we got some markers and we we made an awesome ninja camp that had a panda protecting us and it was it was wonderful i had a lot of fun with that our our camp was in china our camp was in china they they said we were supposed to be here in, in riviera maya but you know we we had some bigger bigger plans but we had a big boat um so 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 think if you took that if you took that workshop that we did and you made it an interactive actual planning so all those templates could could be an nft on revestor that is just the base level of the world in vr the wells over there the rivers over there the mountains over there right the sun comes up over there uh, in Neos, you can program different logics and physics. So if the sun is coming up over there, we can make objects respond to how the light's hitting it, right? So then if you had then if you had a model of, say, a solar panel or a wind turbine or a, a micro home that you've designed or a geodesic dome or something of that sort, right? And you wanted to go to the inventory of these items and drag and drop them into this new template world and play around with where you would put all of your eco village building mm-hmm. puzzle Legos, right? Right. Uh, you would be able to do that knowing that each one of those items, the solar panel, the windmill, etc., could already be a carbon offset or a carbon sequestered NFT that has carbon credits attached to it by purchasing mm-hmm. it through the okay. revesture program. Same with the world. So then you can drag and drop, create your perfect ninja camp, and then say, okay, this is our example. You can mint that entire example as an NFT and offer it to other communities to say, hey, this is how we think it would look. Mm. And then you can create this catalog of, of possibilities, right, that people can engage with, that people can then come into your world and see what's going on, you know, if the light's coming up on the left side there and the solar panel's way over in the bottom right, then, uh, you know, maybe that's not necessarily the best place to put it. But if you move it and we have data collection for that, it can really start to create these, like, this impact of planning that doesn't require being on the ground and going through the trials and errors of you know figuring it out in the moment you can you can play around with these already carbon negative options Mm -hmm. and 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 do a lot without having to put a shovel to the ground you know our next sponsor is mint builder have you ever heard of the book the richest man in babylon if not you can check it out in the bookstore but it's a classic business book that reveals the key to personal wealth. I'm gonna give you that key 
and it's basically saving 10% every month. So the way I like to save is in gold and silver with Mint Builder. I've been using Mint Builder for years and have attained master status. I have created a system where my savings plan pays for itself by signing up people who want to save and start a silver bank account, which ships physical coin out every month based on their budget. The author of The Richest Man in Babylon says that magic number is 10% of your income. Now you can build your legacy with the best pricing on metal assets while helping the nonprofit Feed My Starving Children, which uses 90% of donations for food to stop malnutrition in over 100 countries around the world. Thank you for considering Mint Builder to build your wealth and feed hungry children. You can go to mintbuilder.com forward slash 102026, or you can go to preciousmetaltrends.com forward slash 102026. Complete the form and claim your free silver bullion bar just for taking our short tour and brief survey. So, so let's say I'm building a tire house on this land and I need tires. So someone that has tires that they were going to landfill could bring the tires here, drop them off and get some kind of a proof of a carbon credit or proof of reuse or whatever. Right. Or am I, am I, am I tracking or am I off a little bit? I think you're tracking and you're beyond a little bit uh, <laughs> in a, in a good way. Uh, I would say yes. Story, story it, of my it, life. <laughs> no, it's great. It, it, it just sparked an idea for me. It's like, so yeah. Okay. So-and-so is bringing you a bunch of tires, right? I yeah. guess the way that we would move it into the NFT metaverse kind of space is we would create some tires that represent, you just got 20 tires delivered, we would create mm -hmm. some NFT or some 3D models that represent that, right? And and maybe within that contract as a nod and a thank you to the tire deliverer or the person that donated the tires to you, they, they could actually be written in the contract as receiving revenue and royalty splits for every time you use that tire in the planning of your world. That's just one qu quick example I could think of. I don't know, Misashi, maybe you could riff on that a little bit. It was basically a tire NFT. I've got a, yeah, I've got a few ideas. I, I've written up a document called Earth Da, uh, Decentralized Autonomous Humanity. And uh, it is basically a gamified cleaning up of the earth um, where you, you basically clean up, go to a verified collection station, it gets weighed and you get minted a, an NFT token that can be used inside the metaverse to then it's basically the building blocks it's the the trash token and uh you know it gets used within this factory as well so like in the metaverse there's a factory that pump you know has a bunch of 3d printers that use recyclable materials and pumps out these little items that you can use in the world well in the real world your, your plastics and the stuff that you were collecting are going to a recycling center that is then attached to a 3d printing center that uses recyclable materials from what you recycled so those um, products are being sold in a store there or or online and you as a 
as a cleaner upper, you know, you've got these tokens that can be used in the metaverse, but you can also cash them in for real world products in the store. So um, it has a, you know, a real world value for cleaning up for you. Uh, and preferably those products would be, you know, uh, more sustainable products with a little bit more focus in mind. And just to clarify about NEOS, it's not technically built on or with the Unity engine. Um, one of our one of our team members, <clears throat> Bogey, likes to point out that it's basically Unity because it acts so much like Unity, but it's technically not. Um, uh, Unity is written in C++, um, C++ and um, NEOS is actually a brand new uh, coding language called Logix, L-O-G-I-X, and it was created just for this metaverse. Um, that's why this metaverse is so much different than any other metaverse out there. It's wild. It is wild. Thanks for that well, clar clarification. Well, well, you know, it probably doesn't matter because it's probably <laughs> above most people's head. <laughs> totally. It's above uh, everyone's head, even, we, we, even we, the ones who we, designed it. <laughs> we, 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 we probably lost most people at, at DeFi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Refi. DeFi, you got to refi and you refried my brain again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, I, I noticed in the, the, the demographics that most people that listen to this podcast are like 35 to 45. I noticed these, these these generations coming in behind me. I'm 42. They're like, uh, they call them like crystal kids or rainbow kids. Indigos, yeah. yeah. Well, See, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm an indigo. Yeah. I'm the last year of Gen X, so I'm, I'm a part of your generation. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so I noticed these these, these uh, uh, crystal kids and rainbow, rainbow warriors are sometimes already like, and, and web five <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, yeah they passed web three <laughs> yeah so so all right i just wanted to 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 say that you know i don't know how complicated we need to get because yeah. <laughs> and for the record point. pretty much gen x has built web three so far nice. that's what i see nice yeah, I mean, I mean, the indigos are uh, we're we're here for a reason. Yeah, and really, like I also noticed that a lot of, uh, um, you know, a lot uh, often the younger people lack the um, they're they're all in the green, you know, and and it needs like economics and function, practicality, mm -hmm. and. Um, so it, it took me my whole life to get to the point where I'm even thinking like that because I wasn't for a long time. But that's that's trial and error and how I got here. I'm sure you guys as well. Yeah, so I mean, for your generation, my generation, Tommy's generation, you know, we were all kind of left with a raw deal. And yeah. we, you know, we pretty much put our middle fingers up and walked away from it which probably wasn't the best thing for us to do. But um, by the time it got to the next generations after us, we already had our hands up and they were like, well, what do you want us to do? You already gave up. And, you know, <laughs> so finally you see the action coming out of our generations and, and 
now yeah it, it's it's time for us to kind of come pass it's almost time to pass it on you know <laughs> yeah. well well and, and so so here i am i have i have a couple living labs and could i could i put a piece of land into this neos metaverse now i mean is it ready to rumble totally yeah nice so would you would you say that that should be the strategy is metaversing your land project before doing things that are physical? Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Am I am I muted or no? I'm sorry. You're good. No, we can hear you. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, got, got some new headphones. Still still figuring out how to work them. See, I'm a boomer too. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> So I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's the only route to go. The, and and that's kind of also us throwing out, yes, it is possible to do in this moment. Uh, we're just throwing that out also as a little bit of an opportunity down the roadmap for some of the cool things that this can offer. And the, the joy of mapping it out in the metaverse first is that you can invite other people so for example during this hackathon the planet positive nft hackathon from refi dao mm -hmm. uh, we we teamed up with a lot of other projects and these projects are all around the world one of the people we're collaborating with is down in brazil uh, others are up in the states some are in europe um and you know they're working on different angles to this and there's there's networks like the Bloom Network who um, connects regenerative projects and all, all around the world uh, was also you know members of their team were also part of the hackathon and created some cool new tools and um, so what it would offer you is if you do choose to do some planning in the metaverse is to send it over to the person in brazil you know you're you're up in texas you send it down to the person in brazil yeah okay you're gonna have some different you know different climates so you know ideally we would have starting blocks that cater to the different regions and what's available to you you know the different climate zones etc but the some of the things are going to be the same right and and with them being the same and being able to try them out you can really plan together some amazing things really fast and then you could take it one step farther where you know say for example okay a geodesic dome is a geodesic dome no matter where you are in the world right and a lot of geodesic domes come with three different lengths of a bar that go together in different triangles and create this really strong structure that can support a lot of weight and is cool to look at Okay, so it takes a little bit of a second to learn how to construct that when you're in person. There's there's two lengths of the bar that are very similar in size, and you always mix them up, and somebody forgot to label one, and and so forth and so on, right? So what if you could step into this VR space, and you could pick up these different bars over here that are already color-coded even, and you can actually go through and learn how to construct the geodesic dome before taking the power and the manpower to drag all those pipes over to your land, mm. put them up over there, spend half a day fucking up, 
sorry, excuse my language. And it happens. It happens. Y- you know what this I mean? This is a podcast. <laughs> it, that's right. 35, 40 year olds. So, okay, good. So, um, you kind of get where I'm getting at there is that it can start to create new opportunities where you can really train people up. So that, so then, you know, maybe throughout that, that integrating and, and collaborating with the project in Brazil, you've developed a, a working group of people that are now experts at putting together geodesic domes and maybe ones that have a rainwater catchment system or some other added feature to them. Right. So now you have this crew, that may even be in different places of the world that you can call upon at any time to offer this new mastery skill to other village building projects. And they've all connected through this virtual (laughs) platform, you know? Wow. Yeah. Another application to that is, you know, say you've got this land and you're looking to build on it or to plant on it or whatever you're doing. Um, You know, what I've learned is when you first come on a land, you don't immediately start building on it because you don't know where the water flows. You don't know where the light flows. You don't know where it floods, where it's dry, where it's high, where it's low, all these different things. Um, but you could take that land topographical map, drop it in Neos and simulate physics of water and see where the, the low land flood areas are or simulate winds against the structure that you planned on building um, with actual, you know, mass, density, buoyancy, gravity, all built into your world. So you can test everything beforehand and even run simulations. And on top of that, one last part is as a, say, a building crew, you know, um, we put together these modular geodesic homes. Well, now not only can you figure out if it works on your land, but we've got this, this, um, demo world for you you can come in watch one be built build with them have parts that when you when you pull them apart and you let go of it it just floats back into place so you can kind of see how it's put together um and you can even have characters right there where i have recorded myself in the world um that basically shows you how to do stuff answers questions for you if i'm not uh present and available at the time my little character is who who's already basically pre-recorded this um walkthrough for you well i've had this place for like a year and i i met uh the other day a uh, poisonous snake <laughs> i didn't realize that springtime was still springtime so it's se- coming out. <laughs> seems like uh, like it'd be cool to go through a construction dry run without having to deal with snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back down to earth for us. <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot less injuries. Experimenting. Yeah. We we could add a snake in in the Neo's world that if it. If you did get close to it and it bit you, it could make your vision go all blurry. We could actually add those kind of programs in right now. Yeah. For example, and exa- <laughs> for example, uh, we have a we have a collaborator that has created a whole meta studio. So it's it's kind of I don't know. Think uh, Joe Rogan podcast room, right? With the the mics coming down and the desk, and 
the side room for your your entourage to hang out in and play a video game and sit on some couches well we have a we have a friend and collaborator that's part of our team that created a vr experience of that that you can come in in your avatar and actually do interviews with him and in that space there's a coffee cup and if you take a sip of that coffee cup it changes your avatar um so we can do things where we could actually put that snake in there as a fun thing and if you get too close like hey the snakes are on this side of the property and if you get too close to there it can bite your avatar and and make your you know for 10 seconds make your vision go all weird and not able to do anything just to kind of play around with it you know yeah and at first you think about these things like that's just fun and cute and funny but in actuality you know that's actually keeping people vigilant you know so that you're not you don't go into this cognitive dissonance where like i'm used to walking through this land and not having to worry about anything you know mm-hmm. this keeps you you active you know uh, keeping your senses sharp you know <laughs> for movement you know ah oh, there's a snake and uh, you know i used to do unexploded ordnance uh, i used to be an unexploded ordnance technician and so every day before you go out in the field you have you have a debrief a safety meeting um, and they go over the dangers, new dangers, old dangers, possible dangers, whatever. And, you know, why not have a, a metaverse debrief where everybody hops in and you actually go through and see what that looks like and, you know, actually experience the danger without having to experience the danger. Have you guys connected with uh, Region NFT? project out there can you be more specific it's a it's a project called region nft um i don't think that people. one connected with a few others named region like region guild yeah, yeah there's a yeah the well region guild was kind of what we were were throwing ourselves around but region network is actually a a ledger that's built on cosmos right now uh they're they're using the cosmos sdk and they've created um some different integrations with climadao on using the carbon tokens and they're also building a bridge right now it's a polygon with toucan so we're excited to see the progress in that because that's like we're saying we're we're looking to be cross-chain and we really want to be able to to kind of start slowing down that fractionalization of everything that's happening within this space it's like okay cool we got this technology now let's go make our own marketplace and let's go do our own thing and so that's where we when we entered this hackathon uh we we were like okay let's you know part of it was that the hackathon was meant to be really short it was like meet on day one hack on day two present on day three and we were like, okay, so we can't get too complex with this. Where right. can we where can we start? Uh, NFT marketplace with carbon offsets. So day one, everyone's meeting each other, and of course, within you know, within this talk between people on the po- planet positive NFT hackathon, what do you think comes up? Yeah, yeah, we're making an NFT marketplace with carbon offsets. It's like, okay, cool. So how do we, you know, make that a little more niche or how do we niche or how do we, you know, where's our angle? And that's what kind of opened us up to these these other possibilities, Um, but also reminded us like, 
we're trying to work together here. We don't we don't need fifty of the same thing existing. We need a few of really nice ones that people are behind and supportively adding to that can be applied everywhere. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the trick is is collaborating. I mean, that's out of all these things that we can learn. To me, like the ability to work together is the highest and most valuable skill yes and it and it's basically like you're going into an ecosystem and you're picking your niche you're like okay i'm gonna be a frog in this ecosystem or i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be a snake you know yeah and who does what and making the making the forest you know instead of it all being one different kinds of frogs (laughs) <laughs> absolutely and so that's kind of what musashi was saying is that we we started with this idea of let's say just a marketplace that also happens to be focused in metaverse vr wearables 3d models okay well maybe a little more than just a marketplace but what we also saw was that the smart contracts behind what we're doing are are really the important uh as oftentimes said in this space, the the Lego, the Lego block, the building block, you know, you hear a lot about DeFi Legos. And so where we see ourselves kind of um, really adding to this this new ecosystem, because what, what we see happening, especially within this refi DAO hackathon, is that uh, we're the teams that that arrived and the projects that have that have come to surface are actually creating a, a strong sub ecosystem of the overall space where now these, these projects are creating all the different elements together that would make this really cool aspect come, you know, like a lot of the VR stuff that we're talking about here, you know, is actually coming from Musashi's project, Moloch digital and Moloch Cloudship, which is a, a complete separate podcast on its own. teaming up with Revesture. And uh, for example, we had people from Sunshine Validators that are doing an NFT project connected to solar panels and sharing solar solar panel energy reach out to us. We we mentioned the ideas about, you know, building in the metaverse, the solar panels, et cetera. They're super interested. We had another project, Dauphins, that is all about ocean cleanup and NFTs contact us they want to tie in and figure out how we can all work together and so now we have devs from those certain from those separate teams like knocking heads together on what these contracts can do and how we can add more layers to one one action and mm-hmm. so it's like we're create all the frogs came together and said we need to meet up and have a frog ecosystem too and <laughs> you know it's pretty cool to see refi dow did a really good job at promoting collaboration you know, the hackathons oftentimes can be this very competitive thing. And I want, I want bounty and we need to get noticed and da, da, da. But what they did a really good job at was, was really, in fact, like the first level of voting for, for awards was about who were the top individual collaborators for the entire hackathon. And then they went into projects. And so it really like, it really depended on how much you were not siloed away working on your own in your own little corners of projects, but how you were engaging and seeing what the needs were of the community and then finding your place, you know, finding 
how can how can I most help? And so that that mentality really empowered everyone's project to go like three steps beyond what I would have expected in such a short time. Yeah, well, that's permaculture. Integrate, don't segregate. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you a lot of times in permaculture ecosystems how many times I've run into just, you know, competitive mindset. Because we were raised that way, you know, we were raised sports and competition. So the green space can be super competitive. Like, I'm greener than you. Mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. For, for a limited time after this podcast, you can join us for a Revestor branded $2,000 course in Metaverse Permaculture. Um, yeah, I'm that's just, a, just joking. Just joking. That doesn't exist. That's one of the funniest things, too, man. I I know more about perma permaculture design course instructors do, and yet I will never get a permaculture design course uh, certificate because I don't believe in that action. <laughs> you know, and they've gone so far as just like organic you know they're like patenting trying to patent the term you know permaculture and permaculture design so that they can you know be the only ones to monetize it you know <laughs> it's just like no that's one thing i love about <laughs> web3 and, and open source you know, the way it's always been free open source software FOSS. um that's what i've always loved about these communities like that's not how this works you know we don't we don't keep it private and ship it later for the for the for the benefit of of select few individuals to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the goal is to benefit humanity and for us to all move forward faster. You know, go go further together. You know, um, absolutely. I mean, so like even before we were done with the hackathon, we we're already sharing our GitHub and our code with with other projects in the hackathon. Yeah, like, yeah, man, like. We're not trying to hide this. Like, if you have a suggestion to make this better, let's do it. Nice. So, so how can people follow and support these efforts of yours? Uh, so right now we have a couple of ways. You can go to revestor.earth. That's R-E-V-E-S-T-U-R-E dot earth. Uh, and that's our, our working website. It's in what we're saying alpha mode right now uh the marketplace has been temporarily taken down or or smoothing out the the minting permissions i should say so we we want to make sure to create a, a nice curated space that doesn't get get taken over by various things that just want to create a carbon offset nft and there's some some roadblocks to make that as seamless as possible. Some ways that we're looking at are different like membership NFTs that allow you access to Mint. Uh, that's where we kind of move towards like the DAO idea, uh, not, not just a shared treasury, but also a way for the community to own the marketplace and to decide who and what and how it gets used. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that part's still now being figured out we already have the contracts able to do the the offsetting and to mint nfts um you can you can uh we we have a video i can share the link with you that 
that is our hackathon entry and we'll be having some more come out soon uh you can follow us on twitter uh at slash revesture r-e-v-e-s-t-u-r-e and maybe also it's a good moment to say like what the fuck does revesture mean so uh the the name or the word vesture um is a reference to a medieval garb of cloaking right a vest uh, a, mm-hmm. a, a jester cloaked in a vesture uh it also can mean you know like the fog vesturing over the hillside um it's also in law it refers to anything on your plot of land that isn't a tree so grass wheat corn etc that's your vesture so it's a little bit of a play on words, right? So going with the regenerative movement, the refi, we're trying to revesture things. We're trying to, to add a new cloak and a, a new layer to all of this that is like multi-stacked with actions into one small little click of a button. And investment. You know, we're investing uh, in the future of our Earth. Yes, we're revesting. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, is there anything that I can do for you while we're on the line? Any, any, uh, I mean, how, how can we, uh, do a power move of support? Like what would be the the strongest, uh, way to support you guys? Well, go to the website and look at it, but I don't, I, they have to log in with your MetaMask, by the way, listeners, uh, you can look at the website without logging in. The the logging in with your MetaMask is if you actually want to use the marketplace, which I said is uh, temporarily not not active on there. You're more than welcome to scroll through and click through the website without connecting to a wallet. No worries there. Uh, we do want to keep it within the Web3 world, so we do have that ability. Um, like we said, giveth.io is a great platform for accepting donations for different projects. So we will actually have our project up on Giveth very shortly. Uh, so that will be a great way to directly contribute to our project and kind of keep our keep our team going. Uh, but but as far as you specifically and having you here, you know, you have this new amazing plot of land. You know, maybe we can. Maybe we can do some experiments on some portions of that land and throwing it into the metaverse and, and having you play around with it firsthand and, and get, get feedback from you and see how this idea actually actualizes, right? I'll be your guinea pig. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm all about the research, all about the research for sure. The best way to learn is to do... We could talk about it all day long. Let's do it. Exactly. And that's that's really what propelled our whole project forward is the things that we were able to shoot up in one weekend, including that whole website, was we all impressed each other so much that we were like, all right, yep, we're the doers. Let's go. What else? That's something I, I can give it to, to Nike for. Um, I don't like Nike for a lot of reasons. So this is this is big for me to say something positive about Nike. <laughs> but um, trademark registered. This is not in, in any association with Nike. All the small brands. Thank you for that disclaimer. Uh, 
<laughs> Read the fine print. <laughs> but if you look into the history of Nike's marketing, um, they they created a, f- a phenomenal marketing standard. And um, in particular, their motto, which was just do it. You know, no matter what it is in your mind, whatever that thought is, whatever that dream is, whatever that action is that you know you want to, you need to, you have to do, just do it. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I would piggyback up on, <coughs> I would piggyback on that and say, uh, I'm gonna encourage somebody to make me a Shia LaBeouf avatar, and we're gonna reach out to him uh, because you know. He took Nike one step farther and, you know, put your, put your money where your mouth is, Shia. I'm coming for you. <laughs> what, did, what did he do with Nike? Oh, he created this whole meme. You don't remember the, just do it. No. Oh, well, do a little YouTube and after this and search up Shia LaBeouf, just do it. And, and, uh, well, how about we get. Yeah, uh, he brought it to meme culture for sure. <laughs> How about we get a, a celebrity that we that we like better and 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 have him wear a shirt that says "Just Dow It." Yeah, I like that. So okay. uh, I don't know. Should I? No, maybe I'm gonna. <laughs> There's a celebrity in mind that we're trying to encourage to come to Metafest too. Uh, but I, I don't want to leak it quite yet until she knows that we want her there. Yeah. Um, oh, so, we want her there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess that's a good segue also. Um, another way to, to support us and to tie in with what we have going on with Revesture is we're, we're, part, of, we're part of some events at MetaFest 2. Uh, you can look up MetaFest 2 at metafest.com metagame.wtf that's the landing page for this year's MetaFest last year was another iteration this year's a continuation and during MetaFest this year which is like a virtual conference a little bit of a virtual conference a little bit of a virtual um, festival we'll be in in different metaverse worlds uh, in the beginning breaking some ice getting to know each other having some cool games and music within neos vr and crypto voxels uh but then we move on to a bunch of speakers and panels about web3 about DAOs, uh, about the the general ecosystem of everything we're trying to talk about here and then we specifically have a couple of workshop days that teach you new web3 tools for organizing your team for learning how to get on to metamask from 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 the the ground level all the way up to, you know, how can I have the new Google Docs for my Web3 DAO? Um, and then we have a couple of, of days set aside specifically for regen projects. So a lot of the things that we're talking about with Revesture and with Refi DAO and all these things, we'll have a couple of days set aside with uh, panels and speakers from all the different angles of that. So if you really want to dig in more and we've, you know, piqued your interest a little bit in what's going on, that's a good time to come by. Those days specifically will be June 14th through the 17th. The entire event starts on June 9th and ends on June 23rd. 
So Revestor will be there. We'll, we'll be doing a NFT auction and a raffle giveaway of some of our metaverse NFTs. So if you want to, if you want to get something and start playing around without having to throw any money at it and kind of want to see what we're talking about, that'd be a good time to come through. We'll, we'll be able to like airdrop people some NFTs and then show them right away how they can use that in the metaverse worlds. Nice. Yeah. And just as an encouragement to any of the listeners out there, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Um, I was really shy when I came in and when I finally started talking to people, I wished I had not taken so long. So like get a hold of us, find us in one of those outlets, whether through Twitter or Discord or the websites, um, and get a hold of someone and say, Hey, I, I want to be involved with what you guys are doing. Help me. Show me how. Our conversations every single day range from some of the most out there philosophical metaphysical <laughs> uh conversations rabbit holing for hours to <laughs> to as simple as i don't know how to discord i you know i don't know what a matted mask is or let alone how to use it you know um i've heard d5 but how the hell do i find it you know <laughs> let alone use it so like basic simple stuff that's what we're here for that's what we're doing um we're onboarding and why do we want you onboarded because we are changing the world and and we are all guiding it we need all the people who are going to be involved in this to be the 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 leaders you are the leaders we are the people let's be it together amen beautiful yeah i just sent a email out to all my legacy stakeholders in my LLC I've had for many years and it was just like crickets and the people that wrote me back were like <laughs> I, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> yeah right yeah it's crazy because I, I want to bring all these uh, past relationships with me but I'm not sure if they're coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. yeah I, not all I, of them will and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So thanks thanks to you guys and all the people I've met this last year in the space. I've really been just going outside of my network, really going more international just because at the end of the day, there's less liability <laughs> um, than building this stuff in America, which I've already tried to do and failed. I actually got rejected by the state three times. Uh, trying to incorporate um, a new entity. So it's just, you know, it's a, a lot of the resources are going just to the legal instead of building anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and that's also why we're looking at things like, you know, we're building, we're building smart contracts and code that you can then apply to, to whatever you're applying it to. So, you know, that's, we're not trying to necessarily like, I can be Joe Schmo showing up and spit out 20 pages of this awesome code for you. And I don't care if I'm a business that just gave you for free this code and you used it in your business. That's up to you. That's why there's a disclaimer that says anything you use this for is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's, it's less of, yeah, let's go international to avoid things and more of like, well, let's just build the building blocks that are by 
by nature they are like open to everyone they are fucking generic they are they're just you know it's just like me making a fucking blog post that says hey you know if you input this into visual code visual studio code it's gonna spit you out this awesome thing have fun well guys i I appreciate y'all uh getting on we're going into an hour and a half (laughs) yeah thanks Uh, so i probably should cut it cut it at this point uh we can do another one in a couple months yeah, yeah, I think what what would be cool is, uh, you know, let's get you at least personally come in and see what Metafest is about. And I'm, I'm serious. Let's use you as a guinea pig. So a revester is going to start having yeah. regular, we're going to start having regular Twitter spaces and meetings on our Discord that will be posted on our Twitter too. Mm-hmm. So we can continue this conversation or if anyone is interested can jump in with us anytime from now until the foreseeable future. So. Awesome. Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep reporting on uh, progress, and um, I would love to I would love to, and am turning this into a, a a lab for sure for these things. So I'll take you up on that and add me to the uh, to the list for whatever conversations you're having around this, and I'll participate as much as I can. Yeah, sure. you know. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great. You guys have an awesome week, and uh, if you have any more links, maybe a little, maybe if you write a little blurb, so I can just add it to the podcast. You know, like whatever um, paragraph intro for you guys you want. Yeah, for sure. I'll send that over to you. I got Um, a bunch of these links down, but if you have any like that video of the hackathon, you know, just shoot that other over. Cause I got to just compile a little paragraph with some links as okay. well within the, uh, actual podcast a little bit. Sounds good. But, uh, not that we had any disasters or anything that needs to be corrected. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I, I would call it a successful endeavor at this sure. point. And yeah, for sure. For Tommy and I to only drop one F bomb, that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, you know, I I didn't clock you, but I think there was more than one. Oh, maybe (laughs) maybe not. That just shows you how how much it slips out without knowing. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good, guys. All right. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks for what you're doing. I'm really, um, really excited to, to see what fruit comes through this and i'm really um glad to share this uh mission we had you know we're on the same mission so absolutely the other people to to like dream and feel like something needs to happen and see other people doing it that are smarter you know it's just a dream come true so thanks for the work you're doing and planet thanks you as well Okay, I hope you got all that, everybody. If you have any comments, use the comment link there in the show notes. Uh, Connect with these guys. Um, Connect uh, Telegram, 
Twitter, Discord, whatever. This is all about connecting with each other. So if you have a regenerative project you want to tell us about, uh, use the uh, comment section, question section um, in the show notes. So love to hear what you're doing. And like I said, um, gave plenty of links for you to do your own research. And I hope you got a lot of value out of this and let us know if you did. And if you didn't, let us know that too. So love to see how I can improve. Uh, This is probably my 11th podcast. I apologize that I did unlock ads and hope um, that hope Anchor doesn't interject ads where I didn't put them. I did uh, cut halfway through the show and add an ad, and um, hopefully it's somewhat seamless. So this is a learning process, so appreciate your um, patience. Um, yep, so have an awesome week, and uh, we'll have another podcast coming at you in about two weeks. So love and blessings. <laughs>